Hello, everybody. Welcome. Once again to Vineyard Community Church. As we continue on in a series called What the World Needs Now. And actually, we're going we're gonna to finish this one up today. This has uh, been a part of the Encouragers Plan, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But uh, maybe you can help me this group. i got to decide on, on my, uh, my jokes for the weekend. And i got some real losers here. And so we'll, we'll figure out which is the worst, and I'll run with those tomorrow. But you can let me know, all right? So I, I thought about this one. A short fortune teller escaped from prison. And uh, that resulted in a small medium at large. Yes, no? Okay, a chicken crossing the road. A chicken crossing the road is poultry in motion. No, no. Okay, but you, you, the short fortune teller, will probably keep. I know my wife said she didn't think this one would work, but I'll run it by you. You tell me what you think. The butcher uh, backed into the meat grinder, and and as a result, he got a little behind in his work. Is that wrong? See, my wife was probably right. I probably should cut that one out. Okay, I'll take that one off. You guys are the only ones that get to hear that. Should I keep it? Okay, I'll put it back in again. <laughs> she thought it was on the edge, but I was like, but the chicken one is gone for sure. This small boy swallows some, he swallows some coins, and so they rush him to the hospital. And uh, the grandparents here, but they don't know what's going on, so they call the hospital to find out if anything's going on. They get a hold of the nurse, and they say, hey, what's happening with our grandson? And she says, no change yet. <laughs> I like that. All right, fine. All right. Did you hear that the class on prophecy had been canceled due to unforeseen circumstances? That's pretty funny, don't you think? Okay. All right, well, I'll keep some of them then. We'll get rid of the others. Ah, yes. <laughs> That's like five weeks worth. No. Um, we've been working through this series on love. And it's the end of our Encouragers plan. Um, and, and the Encouragers plan, as you remember, is all about us taking an active role in the Ministry of Encouragement, which we've been teaching on now for about eight months. Um, hopefully to get everybody to do two things every day. Be thankful for five things and encourage two people. That's, that's it. And I've told you over and over again, I feel like um, that God has impressed on us that it's the ministry He has for us and that if we'll take it on and... And in faith, offer to God these things every day, being thankful for five things and encouraging two people, that he'll take it and do miracles with it, much the same way he did with the loaves and the fish and fed thousands. And so we've been working through um, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 over the last few weeks and uh, how they all tie together and how Paul describes what love is and what love isn't in the process. And, and I've said to you, they're important verses to know because we can learn a lot about God in those verses because you can put him in there everywhere it says love because God is love. And, and that what we're hoping to move towards in our own lives is that we can start putting our own name in there as the Spirit of God changes us so that they work for us as well. 
And so we've, we've been looking uh, at those verses together. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Uh, I got all that part right. Yeah? That's good. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And, and what we've talked about is that this entire ministry of encouragement has to be founded in love. If we're not doing it for love's sake, it just doesn't make any difference. And so it, it needs to be in love that we press on. And, and so what I want to do uh, today as we sort of have moved through that is I want to wrap up the encourager's plan all together and what we've talked about and what it means. And I put it uh, in its uh, final sort of condition for how I want you to remember it. And that, uh, again, if, if you would um, think about these things over the course of the each day, uh, I think we'll, we'll end up being better disciples. And that it will have purpose and, and give meaning to every aspect of our lives. And that this ministry of encouragement is something that we're all called to. We'll have other ministries and other things, but the ministry of encouragement is something that 100% of the church can get behind. And that, that you're all, you have the right gift mix for this ministry because you, you can all and should all be thankful. And you can certainly encourage two people every day. And the impact will be tremendous in your own life and also in the world. So, my hope is then that we, uh, we pick up this encourager's plan and we do it together. So, as review, we've been learning what these things are and we've been looking at the verses that go with them and what it's all about. And so, this is my hope for you as you get started with a day. That each day, as part of the encouragement plan, that the first part of that plan is that you get focused. And that the verses for that are Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. And it says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. That those verses powerfully help us get focused and remind us of what it's all about, about who he is and about what he's done and about the love he has for us and how he's set us free and he's washed us up and that out of that we should be considering all the time how to encourage others, how to spur one another on and and how to get together in fellowship. So it's the first thing that we should do and I encourage you to do it every day. It's the way I like to start my days, by getting focused and remembering those verses. Then the next part of the encourager's plan is we have to get thankful. Um, you have to get thankful. You won't always feel thankful because sometimes life is funny, but you need to get thankful because that's the way God wants us to respond and to remember and to think about the day. And to get thankful, we looked at those verses from Philippians 4, 4 through 8, that say, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. 
rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and petition, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is, uh, hang on, I'm going to get it, noble, whatever is right, whatever is lovely and pure and admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. See, it, it helps us to know what we're to think about, what we're to focus on, and to be thankful in our lives. So get thankful. And then get connected. We spent a whole big chunk of time talking about the importance of prayer in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. This was the Lord's Prayer. Most of you were happy when it came to memorize this one because you already knew it. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And so we get connected. We spend time in prayer. See, this whole plan should help you to sort of run through your, your little morning time with God. We're going to get focused. We're going to get thankful. We're going to get connected. And then we're going to get dressed. Because we're going to get ready because the next part is to get going. What well, we have to get dressed. And for that, we need the armor of God in Ephesians 6, 12 through 18. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to take your stand. And having done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all kinds of, on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. We get dressed, we get ready to do the fifth part, which is to get going. And that's where this whole part of love has been about. You have to get going. You have to go out and do it. You have to go out and encourage two people. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects Always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And it's that plan that will help us to do two things. Be thankful for five things every day and encourage two people. You see, that's what it's all about. That's, that's what the hope of it all is. Is that, that as we sort of get settled, we realize those simple things. Five thankful little things. Encourage two people every day. can change the world. And I believe that with all my heart. And that's what it's all about. That's what these last eight months have been. 
all about to get us to do those two things. Be thankful for five things. Encourage two people. And, and you may wonder the purpose then. What, what is it all about? And I, I want to make sure you know the purpose today. And we'll call the purpose for now one more. One more. That should be the next thing in your outline. One more. Go ahead and change slides, guys. There we go. One more. Um, for many years, we've had a mission statement here at the church that, that I came up with years and years ago. And if you ever heard me pray at the end of a service, you've, you've heard me say it. And uh, our mission statement is advancing the kingdom of God one person at a time. And as I've been praying over that for the last few weeks and, and uh, in some, some prayer time with the Lord, I felt like he wanted me to change it. Now, and I don't think he wanted the, the idea changed because the idea is solid just the way we say it and, and what it does. And, and so you know what a mission statement is. See, a mission statement allows you to evaluate what you're doing. And so what you can do is you can look at the things that you're doing as a group, as a, as a ministry, and if it's fits your mission statement, then you should do it. And if it doesn't, well, then you don't do it because, see, there's a whole lot of good things that you can get involved in, but they may not be what you're supposed to do um, because it may not reflect the mission that God has given you as a, as a person, as a group, in the process. And so I've been praying, and I feel like we're going to change the mission statement because that's hard to remember, advancing the kingdom of God one person at a time. I ask people all the time, you know what our mission statement is? They've heard me say it every day for years, and they don't know. So... This is the new mission statement. Are you ready? You already wrote it down. One more. That's our mission statement. One more. What does it mean? Everything that we do and, and everything that we don't do, but all that God calls us to is all about one more. It's all about one more lost child back to dad. One more to Jesus. One more in the kingdom. It's about one more. And that's what we're called to. One more. Let's get one more in. Let's just do whatever we can for one more. And, and you know, I, I, I've been giving you my, my uh, hand signs, you know, for be thankful for five things, right? You should be seeing that a lot. And then we had one for Encourage 2 that I did this and said it wasn't being used very much anymore, so we grabbed it. So I, I got another hand sign for one more. Now let me think, what did I come up with? Um, oh, yeah, here it is. Are you ready? One more. One more. Now, you, you think I'm silly with my hand signs, but see, I'm trying to get people to remember, and I know we forget real easy, so, so we're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to be thankful for five things. We're going to encourage two so that we can get one more. And that's what life, that's what it means for us. That's our, and we can evaluate everything by that. How are we doing? We're going to be thankful for five things. We're going to encourage two people so we can get one more in the kingdom. Just one more. If we get one more, of course, then we'll get one more, but it's one more. But I want us to be thinking that way, that, that what we do goes beyond us. See, church is, is not just for us. It's the purpose beyond us is one more. Let's get one more. Let's get one more back to Dad. Just one more. Let's do whatever we can to get one more to him and see what we can do. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 22 and 23, I've become all things to all men that by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel that I might share in its blessings. And so we're going to do what we can. We're going to get out there and do five, be thankful for five things, encourage two people so we can get 
one more. Now, with that as our focus, it really makes what we have to point towards pretty simple because, um, you know, the, the greatest Bible teacher, teacher ever, I would guess, would be Jesus. That would be my, he'd get my vote for that. And the best uh, recorded message is, is the Sermon on the Mount. And, and when he was really pinned down on what was most important uh, in, in everything, Jesus said this in uh, Mark 12, 30, 31. And your, your notes say, love God and love others. You can write that in there. The verse is this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbors as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Love God and love others. So, our teaching, our worship, our fellowship, our outreach, all need to focus on loving God and loving others. And, and that's what we're going to be talking about more in the next series as we move forward. Uh, I want to talk more about what this one more thing is all about. But let me tell you that we've been preparing for this all along. And, and that's simple because I would submit to you this, that when you're thankful for five things, you're loving God. It'll put your focus right. So when you're thankful, when you get thankful for five things, you're loving God. When you encourage two people, you know what you're doing? You're loving others. We already have the, the basics down. You're loving God because you're being thankful. And that'll get your, fo- your focus right. And you're loving others. And we do that so one more can come. So we're going to be thankful for five things to encourage two. So one more can come home. And this is our new verse for all of that. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. How about that? Did you get the 5, 2, and 1? 2 Corinthians 5, 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That verse is at the end of a bunch of verses about being ambassadors for Christ. It's about getting one more. That verse is about all that you can do to get one more in, to become His righteousness. And that's what we're going to be talking about. That's what He's calling us to. That's what we're moving towards. Now, let me say one other thing about all these hand signs. Don't flash them around in gang territory anywhere. (laughs) Because you could get in big trouble. Alright? But... I want you to remember them, okay? Five, two, one. Be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one more in the kingdom. Be thankful for five things. Encourage two people so we can get one more in the kingdom. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And that's what he's moving us towards in the kingdom. Amen? So, put the plan to use now. Now it's time. It's time. Get focused. Get thankful. Get connected. Get dressed. Get going. Be thankful for five things every day. And in so doing, love God. Encourage two people. And in so doing, love others. So that we can get one more to dad. Just one more. Make a difference in the world around us. Amen? Amen. All right. I'm going to pray for you. Uh, if you're watching my video, thanks for watching. And we're glad that you're with us. If you need anything, you can call us or write us. But we're going to close here with prayer this evening. So go ahead and turn all that stuff off upstairs, guys. Before I pray, let me tell you something we're going to do. You're going to like this. Um, 
you know, to get one more, we're, we, we try and do outreach. We're doing more and more all the time. We did a big free lunch the other day that was a blast. And we got another one of those scheduled in February, February 26th. February 12th, we scheduled a car wash. And uh, some of you might want to get involved with this. And I, I got the hardware store across the street to let us use their property. It's perfect for this because the bank is too crazy because uh, it can't get traffic in and out. And they said we could do it. And so we're going to wash cars. Now, if you've been here for any length of time, you know we do free car washes. And that's been our deal for a long time. We never take donations. It's not about money. We just want to bless people. But people get really weird over a free car wash. And some people just won't come in or they think there's a hook. So we're going to change it. Let me tell you what we're going to do. And this, this you, you, it keeps with us right now. This is a family thing, all right? So I'm giving you a heads up. I'm hoping you'll come and help. Um, what we're going to do this time is we're going to do a $1 car wash. Let me explain it to you. So we're having these signs made up. Say $1 car wash. And we're going to bring people in, and we're going to do a good job washing their cars. We'll keep them in their cars. It'll be like a you know regular, and keep them in there. And the next station will dry their cars. And if they ask about the dollar, we'll say you do it at the end. You do it at the end. They're going to get to the end when it comes to have the dollar. And when they pull up to us, we're going to hand them a dollar. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> that takes the free car wash to a whole new level. And if you've ever, if you've ever been with us when we do it, you will love this part of the process because then it just totally, they got, they don't have any idea what to do at that point in time. They're so completely undone and we just smile at them. And then what we're going to give them is we're going to give them a coupon for a free breakfast on a Sunday morning. <laughs> and we're going to have this coupon going to say eggs, potatoes, sausage, fresh bagels, fresh squeezed orange juice, everything we have. Boom, 9 o'clock over at the vineyard Sunday morning. We'd love to see you there. And, and so um, these are the kind of things we can do, see? And, and that's the stuff I want us to do way more of. And uh, always trying to, you know, we give them a free lunch and they look at us like we're nuts. Because we hand them free lunches, good lunches too. And they just can't get it. Oh, here's a water. We, we, we just pack it on. So this car wash thing will be even, we used to have trouble with free. They, so, so I think they'll come in for a dollar. And then we'll hand them a dollar. You think that'll be great? And thank you very much. Here's your dollar. <laughs> I can't wait to see their expression. <laughs> what? Thank you. It was a dollar car wash. Here you go. Um, to remember, though, we're not. Don't let the word get out before we do it, um, or else they'll know. The uh, it's that kind of stuff. See, but all of that fits with our mission because our mission is one more, one more. That's it. One more. Everybody ought to memorize the missions. One more. They ask you what the mission of the Vineyard Christian Fellowship on Big Pine is. One more. One more. Just one more. That's what we're going to do. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for your goodness to us, your faithfulness, your love for us. You are an awesome God. And we are so thankful to be a part of your story here in this time and in this place. And I pray, God, that, that you would bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people would come one at a time